needs hope Some kind of peace of mind That they can call their own And everybody needs love Just a little trust Cause sometimes eating, sleeping, breathing Just ain't enough As long as the truth is on the table As long as there's kindness down the line Like the little babies in the cradle Welcome back to One Day Closer with Mark and Dave. This is Dave. Mark's this is Mark. Sti- yeah, yep, he's still here. But you know what I think we ought to do is to define not who discovered America, who built America. Yeah. Better yet, what characteristics built America? Mm, good question. So you have anything to say about that? Or you want me to keep, oh, carry on? I tell you what. Go with the characteristics for a minute. You know... We haven't talked about this, but at some point we might talk about RK theory and psychology and all that. But basically, it's going to oh, be geez. people who had the fortitude to move forward in the name of God. Most of the time in America, God was the foundational principles, and we walked forward with attitudes of accountability, attitudes of your word is your contract. Your word is your you bond. Know? You're, you would shake hands and get amazing things done on a on a handshake without having any contracts. No fist bumps. Right. <laughs> fist bumps. We went forward with uh, faith, and we moved forward with good character. People were honest. People were they held a promise in their in their heart for what they could do. They weren't told they were a victim. They were out to go do everything they wanted to do and they could do anything in America, especially when the government wasn't pushing on the scales or making life hard for them. So they walked into a country that had a multitude of resources, but they had not been tapped. Well, that's true. But you have to go back a little bit further, right? Those pilgrim people, they weren't here yet. What led them to motivate was they just got tired of being oppressed, pushed around, told what to believe. And they believed, they they had the American spirit before they even got to America. Yes, they did. They had the, and that American spirit was all the things you just mentioned. They had, they had a belief in God, forget denomination. They had a Mm -hmm. belief in a higher calling, higher meaning, higher being. That drove them to be uneasy with the oppression of Of the Church of England. Of the Church of England, right? And so they stirred their faith and said, there's got to be a better way. God's mm-hmm. got to be calling us. And then a couple people stood up and said, I believe we should go forth. I think we should go to the, the promised land. The new world. I think we should go to the new world. Who wants, who wants to jump on a boat? We'll yeah. be gone for about three months, right? We'll give it our best shot. I'm not even sure if the captain knows how to get there, but we're, <laughs> we're going west, mm-hmm. right? And so they sat down as families, as couples, as groups, as church bodies, as neighbors, yeah. and said, you're going to give up your house, Mark? You just finished building the doggone thing. 
you just put a deck on the backside so that the kids had a place to play without hanging around the rattlesnakes. I mean, well, I tell you what really happened is that they were pushed out of the country. Their oppression was so great that they were exiled to Holland first. That's right. That's right. They were pushed out of the country. They I wonder how many Holland. people actually know that. Very few, I think. Because Probably. you know what? That's the, uh, the testimony of our education system, sadly. But uh, yeah, they were pushed out to Holland. They lived for there for a few years. And then they decided to go to the, uh, the new world they'd heard about in the uh, news. You know, yep. CNN was telling it, talking about it every night. They went back to England where they found <laughs> the Mayflower sh- ship. They commissioned the ship, and then they went across the ocean. That's right. And so they were the first ones to come over. And what they brought with them was a headstrong, you know, first faith. They had no clue if they were heading in the right direction, pointed in the right direction. People died of scurvy. People died of all kinds of stuff in the whole of those ships. And after a while, you know, after Grandma died and Grandpa died, and then little Junior died, you start scratching your head going, seriously, man, I think we ought to turn this thing around. No, most of them were still determined, they were which de- is the character we're talking that's about. That's exactly right. They that's were determined right. to, to carry on, persist on. Yeah. We cannot let those people die in vain. Grandma's yeah. not dying in vain. And you know how many died in that first trip? Um, the ones who came over on the first boat? I don't remember for half first of grade, them. half of them. Half of them, 100, 102, if you count the uh, ship's crew, came over and half of them had died after the first winter because they showed up late and they couldn't grow any food and they basically starved. Well, that's right. Well, that is exactly right. And the only ones who did live, lived because of the help of the Native Americans that they met. There you go. So there you go. Let's talk about that. That's why it was Thanksgiving, right? Well, aren't you special? (laughs) And so you have faith and determination and oppression. Oppression's pushing. And you're following faith and persistence into the new world. And then when you get there, into the unknown, and when you get there, you realize, doggone it, we arrived a little late, it's too late to plant. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, look, there's some people over here with feathers in their head. And they've got deer, and they've got grain. and they they, turkeys. they got turkeys. And they received help from total strangers because they didn't come over with hostile intentions. They came over with pretty much their hat in their hand. Not a surrender, but they didn't come over all arrogant and cocky. They came over grateful. Oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm off that boat. Yeah. Right? I'm so glad to be. This is, wow, you're already here? You got a tribe? You got little teepees over there? You got a little, you got your own thing going? Hey, you got any food? We're (laughs) kind of hungry. We're kind of hungry and dying over here. And uh, they accepted the grace of the Native Americans, mm-hmm. right? So there's a character that we need to recognize. The Native Americans were welcoming. Yes. They yeah. weren't these bad little Indians that were running around killing everybody. Okay? And they like were we, trusting on both sides. Trusting on both sides. Yep. We see people coming in, you're dressed funny. You don't look anything like us, you know, but you're not our rival tribe. So how can we help you? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Right? So the pilgrims were welcoming and, and needed that help. And so that that's that was right there was a birth of a spirit of camaraderie, collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you need? What can I do? What can I give you? What can you give me back? I mean, you know, let's trade, right? 
and that was that was that was the seedling. That was the start, yeah, yeah, just the of, start of how America will grow. Yeah. Now later it did get perverted, right? We took land from people, and it got you know. Yeah. That happens. So you have character, and then you have characters. Some characters were just bad people and took advantage of people, mm-hmm. and you could go so far as to say, well. Let's see, where'd that come from? Was that born there? No. That's mm. all that's evil. That's been around a long time. Long, long time. There was evil over there. Um, but let's just focus on what was the initial ingredients. You had two parties, two two peoples mm-hmm. uh, needing each other. Native Americans wanted answers. Where in the world did you come from? <laughs> and <laughs> how did you turn. how did you build that big boat? Yeah. I mean, how in the world? So there was an exchange going on of people working together. Now, that was was the seedling, as I said, of of people working together, uh, being understanding and caring and and supportive and compassionate and collaboration. We've lost that in today's America because it's about me, 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 me. And I hope, well, our goal is for this show to bring an encouraging word, Mm -hmm. light, to a dark world so that people will wake up and realize this is a gorgeous place to live america there's a lot of gorgeous places to live in in the world but this is a lot prettier than uh i don't know ukraine right now right uh (laughs) the temperature is a lot a lot better than russia you know we live in a beautiful land and it's not fraught with racism that is such a small it's little argument today if you woke up from a, a capsule, you know, one of those time capsules, okay, you know, like yep. science fiction or something, mm-hmm. and you'd been asleep for 100 years, mm-hmm. you woke up, you'd think, well, this is a terrible place. I have to stay away from white people, black people, green people, purple people. Yeah. if they, <laughs> It's a terrible place. You stepped out of your, your capsule and started watching CNN. That's what you'd think. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Um, but it's not that. And we can, I believe we can re, reignite that. Uh, to where people just see through people and see the good in people, but you have to you have to look for it. Well, one one of the mysteries of Christianity is that a holy, good, generous God has put His Spirit in fallible people, and when the bad things happen in the world, it's because of the fallibility of mankind. It's not because of God. He's not doing any of that. That's bad. He is bringing goodness and light and peace to the situation no matter what it is if you just tune into him you gotta you gotta take your plug and connect it upstairs and then you can feel that peace and have the fortitude that we're talking about the kind of character that our founders had so we're going to continue talking about that when we come back here in just a couple minutes okay Hey, welcome back to One Day Closer with Mark and Dave. So, Mark, let's pick up where we left off. You know, we we were talking, uh, we started talking about the pilgrims, but let me put that off a little bit because I want to just categorize things for what we're thankful for. The way I put it is that we're thankful for the struggles and the suffering that others endured before us, like the pilgrims, for example, and we'll talk more about that in a second. We're also thankful for the innovations and the creative fortitude that's made our lives comfortable. Can you imagine 
I mean, all this comfort that we see around us has really only been around for 80, 100 years, mm-hmm. you know, thanks to electricity, thanks to engines, thanks to all kinds of innovations and creative inventions, then we have this comfort and we don't have to struggle like our forefathers did. The uh, third thing we're really thankful for is the saints who've gone before us, they were the ones who carried the light, starting with the pilgrims who came to America. They carried that light into a dark world, and it didn't end with the pilgrims. It continued on and on with the with the founding fathers. Really, there's, there's plenty of people even today carrying the light through the into the darkness and trying to show the way to a, a better life and a better future for themselves. So we're thankful for the struggles and the suffering. We're thankful for the creative fortitude and the innovations. And we're thankful for the life and the love that came from a faith in an almighty God for those who came before us. And when you got that, then you can have a good life no matter what your circumstances are. That's a good foundation. Yeah. Even if uh, the government is trying to step on our neck. <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So let's talk a little bit more about the pilgrims. Yeah, I made some interesting notes. You know, the uh, Mayflower was a hundred foot long boat. There was about a hundred people on there. A third of them were actually kids. 30 kids were on the boat. About 20 women and about 49 men. Uh, more than half of them were separatists meaning that they wanted to separate themselves from the Church of England. They didn't agree with the Church of England, what they were teaching. They didn't agree that the government had the only acceptable form of religion. They felt like everybody should have their own religion. They should have that freedom, just like it was later written into our Constitution. So they left eventually. We talked about how they went to Holland, and then they got the Mayflower, and then they came over. But they landed in Plymouth in basically the middle of winter on December 20th, 1620. So no time to plant the crops. So they starved. The Native Americans helped them out. And then the leader of the pilgrims actually died. And so they voted for William Bradford to be the new leader. And he he kept a log and a diary of everything that was going on there. And there's a lot you can read about that. I would strongly encourage everybody, since they don't teach much of this in the schools anymore, go get the books and the diaries that were written by William Bradford. And you can really see what they lived through, have a new appreciation. So consider this. The European world had not had a successful colony in America for 120 years ever since Columbus and the, the explorers after him. And don't don't jump on my neck. I know Columbus didn't discover America. Okay, I, I know. So settle down out there. But still, the explorers after them did discover North America. And for 120 years, several European countries had been trying to establish a colony in the New World, and they had failed until the pilgrims came along. So I completely believe it was a providence of God because it was the right people that God was able to bring to birth a new nation built on the principles of faith and following God. That's an excellent point and an excellent story. Then the interesting thing is that when the pilgrims commissioned the Mayflower ship, it came with some strings attached because... What they said 
is that the uh, the people who owned the Mayflower, who commissioned it to the pilgrims, they said, well, if you get over there, then you have to start a commonwealth, which is basically a socialist word, meaning that you have all your wealth in common. All right? So they get, they get to America, they establish a commonwealth, but that's basically socialism, and it fails. That's why they starved. That was the biggest reason why they starved, because nobody was able to keep the the fruits of their own labor. So William Bradford basically said, well, I'm going to rip up the contract that says I have to start this commonwealth, and I'm going to start a free market system. <laughs> and the very next spring, they he told everybody this is your land, this is your land. He kind of divided up some land between everybody, but everybody got to keep the fruits of their own labor. And then all of a sudden, everything exploded. And then the next year, the Indians were coming to them for some help and some assistance Mm -hmm. instead of the other way around. Right. Yeah, Yeah, the whole thing about that whole Commonwealth thing is that they found that, you know, the ones that weren't sick were still hammering, putting on roofs, tending to the pigs. Right. Doing chores. And the ones that had gotten sick took some time off. And some of the folks decided, hey, I'm not feeling well either today. Uh, yeah, that's what happens. Uh, yeah. Right? And so <laughs> and so they became lazy yes. because somebody else would do the chores. Somebody else would do the work. And that's why that whole Commonwealth thing fell apart is because, you know, that's a seed of, you know, the corruption, spawn. the spawn of evil, right? <laughs> that decided, you know, I'm just not going to work. I'll let, uh, I'll let Susie over there do it. She's got one arm and... Uh, has a limp but i'm gonna let her go get the wood and so they said this isn't working okay if you want to you want to eat you want to live here's your parcel land go do your own thing grow whatever you want we don't care mm-hmm. what your diet is and you don't have to share with anybody now if yep. you have compassion and you want to go for it so if anybody's ever told you that uh socialism we've never tried that in america and we can do it better yeah. Nonsense. No, uh, we have tried it. We, we've tried it. We, we tried it with the pilgrims, and actually, we have plenty of it today. If you just go visit any Indian reservation, that's exactly what uh, socialism looks like. When the government gives you everything, and you can't even own the trailer house that you're living in. They are poor, destitute towns and villages. All of the Indian reservations that I heard of, everybody talks very poorly of them, how they're dirty, how the people don't care how they're addicted to alcohol. That's what happens when you have a system that tries to take care of you instead of letting you take care of yourself. Right. But I wouldn't blame the whole thing on, I wouldn't point completely at Indian reservations, although that's a great place to start because that's kind of our fault on that, right? We it's a great example of socialism is what that is. That's right. Yeah, And, and we kind of have that in a more modern look today to where, things are so out of priced that college kids can't buy a house yeah they can't even rent i mean i know a bunch of people that actually live in trailers and double whites you know because they can afford six seven hundred bucks and they just have given up on ever owning a small home or land under the home they've succumbed to the situation where all you got to do is make enough to pay your rent you know after a while that's 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 as high as you go because you can't aspire to anything else because you don't see a pathway forward. And our government likes to keep us right there. Yeah, and so in every opportunity that you have, we should try to break out of that, you know, and and you can kind of do that by remembering our forefathers and what they had to go through and be thankful for that so that you can find the 
the inspiration within yourself to uh, bust out of that, you know? Th- well, there the Bible are... say without the Bible says without a vision the people perish. That's a good one. So if people right. don't envision or have a vision of what they could be or what life could look like, if they don't have something to aspire to, then, you know, you kind of get depressed. You know, and we were talking about the uh, the Indian tribes on the reservations. There are several tribes who have been able to separate themselves from the government, and they're living in very nice houses, I must say, a lot nicer than, than the house I have. But they were able to start industries, start companies, employ their own people in these companies, make fortunes, buy nice houses, and they did all that simply because they separated themselves from the government. Uh, Go look up uh, John Stossel and uh, Indian Reservations, probably, is what it would be under on YouTube. Fantastic stories of how people have broken away from the government and done super well. Hmm. Interesting. Good. That is interesting. It's good to hear. So, how would we sum up how the pilgrims helped us build America? Right? So it'd be that They started with the right attitude. They started with the right attitude. They had a belief in something. Yeah. And that belief in something, actually that belief in something, let's just call it what it is, that belief in God. That's where it starts, yep. Right? The supreme person in charge of their life. Right? The supreme being. They get over to America and they, they start talking to the Native Americans. And the Native Americans are talking about the creator mm-hmm. and the wind mm-hmm. and the spirit of the animals. Right? They were on the same page, just using different dialect. Yeah, they were right? talking the about Indians the creator. They didn't call him God. They called him the creator. Right. Creator of all things, the spirit, the wind. <laughs> it almost sounds like that. Never mind. The mom and papa song? <laughs> uh, oh, no. Peter the, Paul and no, Mary. No, no, no. The proposals. Some of the girls out there, ladies out there, all know that story. Oh, uh, where Sandra know. Bullock goes out by the fire and starts, the wind, the wind, ah, la, 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 la. I oh, can't yeah. say the rest of oh, that the proposal, song. yes, yes. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it just had that little ring. Sorry. Lost track. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so here are these oh. here are these people were. Native Americans creator pilgrims on the same page with god almighty and that trust in each other and dependence on each other and that faith is what drove initial seed for america we'll be right back to talk about some of the other things that were planted yes that's right we'll be right back roger that god to the author of liberty to thee we see
Let free.